Okay. Welcome to the podcast, season seven, episode six. And today we are joined again by one of our favorite people in the fitness and nutrition industry, Tara Nettles. Taryn, if you don't remember her from a previous episode we did last year with her, is an online coach with a focus on female health and hormones. So in this episode, Taryn is going to take us through the signs and symptoms of hormonal imbalance. So Taryn, welcome back and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I, I love like connecting with you guys. You guys are a great, great group of people. Yeah, I think, when did we pop, was it in June? Last year, jeez. Uh, I can't. a while. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Um, So if you haven't listened to that podcast, that's a good one to start with. Um, But we thought this, we've been talking a lot about hormones actually on here. And um, while Taryn, you know what the sort of struggles we face here in getting affordable testing done, um, which we're working on, but I thought this would be a great, you know, sort of intro topic for a lot of people, you know, to think like, oh yeah, maybe I have got something going on, um, you know, even before they think about testing. And so, yeah, without further ado, we can jump into that. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready when you guys are like, do you guys want to go through like the different like hormonal scenarios and talk about like each individual like symptom? Like, is that how you guys want to, you want me to yeah. do it or? Yeah, that would be, that would be great. Go through maybe the, yeah, like the sex hormones and I guess thyroid and adrenals. We'll see if we can cover it all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, we yeah. <laughs> well, if it goes on too long, we can maybe get you back for a part two sure yeah not a problem so as i go through this i mean if you guys you know have any questions or feedback please you know chime in because i know once i get going with this interrupt me i i don't mind i won't take it personal by all means perfect Okay, so the first one that I do want to talk about is estrogen dominance because that's something that is in females specifically. And with estrogen dominance, this you know, there's two different forms, which is where there's just too much estrogen in the body, um, and then there's also relative estrogen dominance where rel- where estrogen is high relative to progesterone. So basically, think that. Progesterone is a little bit on the lower end. And some signs and symptoms for estrogen dominance is unexplained weight gain, or let's say a female has a hard time losing weight and she tends to hold weight, you know, in the glutes, in the hips, in the stomach. Um, Those can be the visual signs of estrogen dominance. Um, Some other things are just fatigue, where you know she just always is, is feeling fatigued she has unstable moods where she you know is just one minute like she's okay the next she's crying the next she's angry just very extremes in, in terms of like the mood spectrums um another one is irregular or 
painful menstrual cycles, that can definitely be a sign of estrogen dominance. Um, and then again, like I said, a difficult time losing weight. Um, so that's usually one of the key things because with estrogen dominance, and this is going to take us into the signs and symptoms of poor thyroid function, um, with estrogen dominance, it can play into thyroid function because of what's going on within the liver and how the liver is being impacted by the estrogen dominance. Because when progesterone is low, we have to understand that the thyroid does have progesterone receptors on it. Um, or excuse me, thyroid has progesterone receptors on it. I just want to make sure I didn't say that backwards. Um, have metabolic properties to it, and it can help the, uh, the thyroid. However, on the lower side of things, what's happening within the liver, which is a main organ that plays into uh, estrogen metabolism and just breaking it down and processing it out of the body or quote-unquote de- um, is that the liver is going to produce excess thyroid binding globulin, which is basically taking the free uh, thyroid hormones and binding them to and binding them. So think about like they're if they're bound, they cannot be used. So that can also contribute to thyroid talk of thyroid function, I should say. Now. Some signs and symptoms here function are constipation, um, even you know menstrual cycle irregularities, um, excessive bloating, loose stools, um, always fatigued, difficulty sleeping, um, waking up in the middle of the night, you're always cold. Um, you have a, a low AM temperature that's, that's below, well, in the States, it's 97.6 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that converts to on the Celsius side of things here. I think it's um, 35 that, or something, 35, uh, like high 35s, maybe. 35, okay, gotcha. Somewhere there, yeah. yeah I, know, I know it's frustrating with just like the... the and you guys like even with hormone panels like I'm just like can we just all can we all be unified it would just it would make life so much easier but anyway those are the that's a different rant for another day uh, well <laughs> but, but um, worse than that though is like they they mix them like in the same like here they use the British system but yeah. then like some are, some are not I don't know anyway yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I'm just like, can we just, can we just straight across the board? Like, life would be easier that way. And I mean, you know, Clea, like when we talk labs and stuff, I'm like, hold on, we got to convert this. And, oh, it, it's such a pain. But anyway, I'm not going to go down that rant here. Um, and then also the other two things that, that are signs and symptoms of a lower thyroid um, is a lower resting pulse that's below 70 or 75 upon waking. Um, and then of course, you know, and you're also going to have a hard time losing weight or even have um, unexplained weight gain. Thyroid cannot keep up with the food that someone is consuming. So obviously 
you know, if they can put on weight, I'm trying to lose that. Now, the next one is low testosterone. So, obviously, like low testosterone, low thyroid can obviously both play into males here. But I do like to focus a lot on, we have a lot more moving parts per month. Um, in terms of hormones, so it's it's really I don't want to use the word or the term easy for us to fall into an imbalance, but let's say it's a little bit more common in females than males, just because of how our body responds to like a stress response, for example, um, and then of course just again the fluctuations of the uh, the hormones per month. Um, but with low testosterone and this can go like male to female, you know, it can be poor body composition, um, loss of muscle strength, um, no recovery. So, you know, after you have like a, a good training session, maybe you're finding that you're not recovering as well, or um, you're sore for, you know, a week or, or something like that, or you feel like you've been hit by a bus after you train um, for a few days. Um, you have a, a poor mood state, so low testosterone, and even some of these symptoms are gonna tie into one another. Even with estrogen dominance and low testosterone, it can absolutely impact our thought process. A poor mood state, maybe we're just a little bit darker, or maybe we feel a little bit more you know, down. Um, things like that. So estrogen dominance and, te and low testosterone are, are both mental state as well. Um, another one is just lack of drive and motivation. You know, um, we, let's say someone who loved to train, it's like their, their thing, they, they just love to do it. Like maybe they just, I don't want to train today and, or they don't have the motivation to show up or the drive to do it anymore or just any that can definitely be a sign of the low testosterone. Um, and then last but not least, low libido. Um, so that's definitely a, a big red flag that there, there's something going on with testosterone in males and females. Now the next one here is, well, first off, is there like anything, any like, questions or feedback you guys want to you guys have i just don't want to feel like i'm like taking this over here no i like i like taking over but oh you don't <laughs> I, can relax. I can just take notes it's easy okay that's fair that's fair i know sometimes when i'm talking i, I think i'm like oh my gosh like i don't want to like take this over so okay <laughs> just wanted to check in on you guys that's all um okay so the next one, last but not least here, is cortisol, so adrenal insufficiencies. Now, with the adrenals, you know, these are the foundation of, of hormones, of hormone dysfunction, just because it does secrete cortisol. Um, and then typically what we would see is when there is a, a thyroid dysfunction, there's probably also something going on with the adrenals since they are on that same axis. And then not only that, with all, you know, if it's if the adrenals are over secreting, it's going to pour onto, you know, other systems. So obviously thyroid, sex hormones, and then also impact our, our gut. Um, but with unhealthy cortisol patterns or adrenal insufficiencies, um, someone may experience 
chronic fatigue. Um, they're tired but wired. Um, they have really odd sleep patterns, like let's say they're waking up at night and they can't go back to sleep for like two to three hours and they just lay there. Um, that can be a sign that cortisol is spiking at night when it's not supposed to because with the cortisol pattern, how it typically goes is it's based upon the circadian rhythm. So cortisol to, to melatonin. And upon waking, cortisol is supposed to spike because that's typically what wakes us up. And as the day goes on, so between the hours of 10 and 2 roughly, cortisol will start to, to decrease. And then obviously as the day goes on and we start moving into like the evening time, Cortisol is a little bit on the lower end because melatonin is coming up and just preparing us to to go to sleep. Um, but when people are like, "Hey, I'm, I feel really tired, but I just I feel wired. I can't sleep," you know, that's typically a sign that cortisol is also spiking before they go to bed. So they kind of have like that, uh, um, I guess, that fight or fight, fight or flight response. Excuse me, where. They're just like they're wired, like they're wired. Another thing here too with a unhealthy, unhealthy cortisol and adrenal insufficiencies is that you can be, so you can be irritable, um, you know, just really yourself, like you be very, like very moody, very irritable. Um, that was something that I personally dealt with. Um, another thing is, you know, poor blood glucose, um, that also plays into that because of just the, the cortisol response and just how those two things play into each other. Um, and then lastly, the other thing is, is just cravings like who have cord like unhealthy cortisol patterns. Some people will crave sweets, like they just want sweets, like all, all the time, like extreme cravings of sweets. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you'll have the individuals where they crave salty, like they just want like salty foods. So if there's extreme cravings, like not, like I'm not talking about like, oh man, like a candy bar, or oh, I just want a bag of chips, that sounds good. Like I'm saying like, it's shit enough. Um, that can also be a sign and symptom that, you know, there is something um, going on with, with cortisol and, and the adrenals. Um, so again, like some of those symptoms, like they, they kind of play into one another. Um, they do have overlapping symptoms, but that's why it's a good thing where if you find you have these symptoms, you know, if you can, I would, I would recommend to check, not guess. Because that's going to be your, you know, your validation of like, yes, this is in fact going on. Um, however, you know, if you don't have you guys, um, it is difficult, you know, people over there to get labs done or get all of the labs ran to kind of piece yeah. it all together. You can just really go off of signs and symptoms and, you know, you can kind of treat things based upon the symptoms that one is experiencing. Um, um, pretty much covered everything. I just, I just ran through it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And I mean, from 
you know, like working with you, Taryn, um, it's, you know, we, all our clients do track their cycle and you can, you can start picking these things up. Like, I think even before I started working with you, like I could see that something was not quite right with some clients, you know, if they were maybe in a fat loss phase and like nothing is working, you know, you've, you've, you don't want calories to go lower because they're already quite low. They're doing cardio. You know that they're being um, adherent and like nothing's happening. And then you look to their cycle and you're like, okay, well, this, 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 there's something going on here. Um, and I think that's why it is so important to A, start with tracking your cycle so that you can, you know, see if you've got any of these kind of signs and symptoms. Because if you don't, what do you know what your normal is? Exactly. Yeah. And for females, it's really like the cycle is like, that's like, that's your monthly report card. But to make things good for, Hey, something isn't right. Like, you know, you're experiencing like painful cramps, um, or just a really heavy menstrual cycle that month or, you know, let's say, you know, you have a female complaining of like, oh man, like I have, you know, extreme like breast tenderness or soreness, you know, that's also a sign that estrogen is going a little bit higher and that there may be some estrogen dominance, you know, going on, you know, with, with that as well. Um, or like anxiety tends to pick up too, like around certain parts of the cycle, um, you know, that can be progesterone isn't coming up to where it needs to be um and then the same thing with anxiety too that also occlusion as well so you know there's a lot of overlap but for females like the biggest indicator is is women should track their cycle because it's their bill of health you know you you need to you need to know am i you know because that can it, it dictates so much, you know, it can play into your progress, um, play into your quality of life, you know, because that's, that's what's important because life's too short to be walking around feeling, feeling like death, feeling it's, terrible all the it's, time. Uh, it's quite crazy. You were, I guess it, it, uh, how do I put it? Like I remember in high school when doing biology, all these symptoms that you're saying are red flags were considered symptoms of like, you know, when, uh, when uh, females are in their cycle. So during the time of the month in class, you'd have girls in pain and, you know, just suffering. And since it's what we were taught, you know, it's like time of the month, this happens, this happens. I think it's normalized too early because you'd see the girls suffering and you're like, oh, and you know your boys were teenagers and you're like oh time of the month see, see i agree with you except i'm older so yeah. with being older we didn't talk about it but no. i know from girls that were in my say house group when i was at school yeah in my class they, a lot of them used to have painful periods yeah. were just put straight on birth control they're like quite a young age like we're talking 14 15, 15 yeah. you know as soon as they had like severe period cramp uh, they were put on birth control. It, it's normalized and, um, too early. <laughs> yeah, and that, like, uh, the, the birth control thing, like, I'm just like, ugh. 
But it's a bit like, you know, and, and you're right, you know, a female's menstrual cycle. I do encourage all my clients to tell me about their cycle if I think I'm well weird. But I do encourage it. Um, but, like, you know, we were talking the other day. I took on a client who was in prep. She'd been in prep for five weeks with another coach. I took her over halfway. But to the point where she was going to hospital because her period cramps were so bad, she had to go to hospital to get, like, oh. relief. And, you know, so first thing I did was stick on immediately onto a, um, you know, a D-low, uh, D- you know, get some carbs in you, have 48 hours of refeed, and let's, you know, hopefully, let's see where you are after 48 hours, and she did feel better, but we haven't had that since, but, you know, it's just insane, like, you know, with detail, you know, you can generally tell a woman's overall health from a regular cycle, or irregular Absolutely. Cycle. Yeah, and it's, I mean, for, yeah, for women... Yeah, that's insane, like, if- yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, no I, was just, I think we were talking about that kind as well. She was on some insanely low calories. And it, it's, yeah. but it's also, you know, as a woman, I, to me, it just seems normal that you'd want to figure out, like, know about your cycle, like, understand it, like, just the basics. And, you know, because from there, then you can be like, okay, well, this this is really weird, or this, you know, this is not going to work for me, or you, or if you are working with a coach, you'll be like, okay, that doesn't sound very good, um, because there is so much good information out there as well, and I think it's just like like with hormonal birth control, is you just generally want to trust your doctor, you know, and if they're telling you like this is going to help you, you'll be like, okay. Well, I want to believe you, um, or or even with a coach, if they're telling you something, you're like, well, I kind of think you've got my best interest in heart, uh, which is not always the case. You should have best interest in heart. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Have some best interest, eh? But they but they don't. So I think it's it's no. really up to you know you as the client or just you to to just take it upon yourself to learn to learn those basics as well, so that you can you know you you're in charge of your health. Um, and I think there is enough good information out there that you can do that um, to sort of stop you getting into these kind of awful situations where, yeah, like that lady was on her 700 calories, big oh, deep into hospital. Also... Two hours of cardio, 700 calories. Um, oh, jeez. That's horrible. Sorry, I was just oh. wondering like in well it's a bit random but in the states is it like say high school uni or just normally do people generally talk about you know women's cycle i guess hormonal health because i guess for certain males certain age because even for me when i started coaching at some point as i i, I had to sit and think how, how do i start asking this female about her cycle where you know what angle do I approach it with? Because it's it's it wasn't really normal, well, but it's quite now taboo. yeah now now yeah, I can yeah now I know how to approach it and we talk. But before even because we'd sit in the gym and some of the trainers and that we'd actually be like so how how do I how you know it's like a, a men's conference on how to ask <laughs> and it's it's just because it's 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 new no one even the females themselves don't really talk about it because 
it's a bit taboo and 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 also i remember like when when my dad would go and buy for my sister you know like the tampons and stuff and you could really see like sweating like it, it, it's, it's the aisle of death he'd look at it and it's like oh my gosh <laughs> and it's, it's 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 just that i, I remember that, yeah because he'd be like he'd tap either me or my brother and be like yo yeah you go get the, ask her which one you know so I don't know how the conversation is say in the US as in comparison. Yeah. I mean, in the well, in like the school system, um like when I went when I was in school like, you know, like elementary or not even elementary, but I think like more so middle school is when like they bring up the idea of the talk, like the sex talk. Um Actually, I don't think they've ever really covered the the menstrual cycle. I don't really think Actually, I don't really think they educated us much at all, you know, besides like this is a male this is a, a male genital, this yeah. is a female genital yeah. and it's just like True. Yeah, it was it was never never like a female has a menstrual, a male does not. And I think even at like a college university level, um, I think it's really just dependent upon what did you go to school for. So, you know, obviously like, you know, biology, like you'll learn about, okay, the, the different physiologies of, yeah. you know, male to female and um, learn about, I know in, in my AMP, we learned about, you know, the, the different phases of the menstrual cycle and what hormones are released and mm-hmm. um, for males, like the the sperm production and you know it all starts with like the with with that but never like never in depth in yeah. terms of just like imbalances or or you know things things like that which now that i'm saying that i'm like that's, that's kind of sad like we're not taught about how how things can go wrong in the body just or like this male, this isn't normal for a female. Like it's just, yeah. I, I just, I think I just blew my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, I think that's the important bit actually for girls. You start there is what's normal and what's not from day one because people just think, you know, we just get used to having painful period cramps, mm-hmm. you know, terrible PMS, you know, and we don't realize actually it's probably not how it's meant to be. Yeah, you're not meant to be like, so you can't touch your breast because it's too tender or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know? And the other thing is, like, I deal with clients, is they, you know, they panic. You go, oh, my weight shot up this week. I'm like, okay, let's try and work out what's happening with your cycle before we panic. It's not just going to be more retention or stress. It's disgust, you know, so, yeah. yeah. And that's why, like, for males, like, and, and you, Andy, it's like, you know, we like you have to normalize, you know, asking a female about her cycle and a female, in my opinion, like at least adult females, you know, they should feel comfortable discussing this with their coach, you know, even if they, you know, even if their coach is a male, because this is it, like their data in tracking their cycle it can tell you a lot of things, a lot of different things. So, you know, like you, like you said, Andy, like with, you know, your female client, her 
or, well, where are you at in your cycle? You know, are you around ovulation? Because you can have fluid, you know, it can, the scale can creep up a few pounds, but then after ovulation, it goes back down. Um, um, she gets closer to starting. Same thing, you know, she can hold on to some fluid retention um, because progesterone is, is peaking. But then once she hits her cycle, it's just like her weight will drop because she drops the fluid. So, you know, if like it's important, I think, for all coaches to to track a female cycle and just know, you know, where she's at, because even with my female uh, female clients, what I do is I do like to track where like where they're at in their cycle or look at okay follicular phase which is always day one of the menstrual you know that lasts at least 14 days and then i know on like the 14th 15 day mark we're entering into ovulation you know and ovulation doesn't necessarily happen the same day every month so it's kind of like for a few days we may start seeing like the data or the weight kind of creep up a little bit but we need to know like okay She's she's in that ovulation window, yeah. and then obviously, which is again another fourteen days, you know, give or take. Every female's different, but I, I like days, even though some females are, you know, maybe twenty nine or thirty. You know, it's like there's no right or wrong, like in terms of like, you know, is she 28 or is she a 30 day cycle? You know, as long as like there is a cycle and it's not an extremely short cycle, you know, just or like a normal cycling female without like the red flags of it's coming too soon, it's coming twice a month or it's not coming at all, then obviously there's, there's an issue there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and... I mean, I, I think also, like, with young girls, like, it's quite normal when you start your cycle for it to be a bit irregular or, you know, heavy. And and that just seems, it's so ironic, isn't it? Because that's normal when you're younger. And then mm-hmm. girls are like, oh, but this is not normal. And then go to the doctor who's like, I have the pill to cure that. Um, and and it, it's, it's, I guess, the same, you know, on, on, on that, on the, you know, if you're going through like perimenopause it's just you can have irregular cycles then as well so I think just having that kind of knowledge about like your different sort of phases in your life what is normal or not there as well is kind of useful to know exactly act one girl who like let's say she just started her cycle you know like you said Clea like it's not going to be like a regular cycle, it may be sporadic, it may be very short, you know. Um, it's one of these things where it's kind of like, you know, your menstrual like an age. So obviously, you know, the more mature that age of the cycle is, the more regular it should be, you know. And for the younger, like younger kids, like teenagers or preteens or whatever they call them nowadays, um, you know, that you know, it's, it's normal for them not to be regular, you know, because their cycle isn't matured yet for, for it to be a regular cycle. And putting these, like, teenagers on hormonal birth control, like, it's like, you're really, like, you're taking away from that girl's physiology because you've got to give her body time to mature within the cycle to let her have a quote-unquote mature cycle or regular cycle 
Yeah. So, like, in your experience, do you, what's the most common imbalance that you deal with? So, estrogen dominance is, is definitely one of the most common. Um, lower thyroid um, is one, and then, like, those, those are, like, the three things that, that I typically see, you know, um, in, in females that I come across, what come across me or reach out to me. So you, that you cut off for the third one. So we've got estrogen dominance, low thyroid. Oh, sorry. It's our internet. Okay. No, it's okay. So I said, let's see, I said estrogen, that poor thyroid function and then low testosterone. Oh, low testosterone. Those are the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are the three common ones that I see. Yeah. And I guess like the lifestyle that a lot of women lead nowadays kind of plays plays into that. Would you think? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's you know, it's one of these things with what people don't understand like when it comes to hormone imbalances or hormone dysfunction. I mean, this may kind of this may sound very mean, but it's it's the truth. It's like if you if you experience a hormone imbalance, it's because it's brought on by your life decisions. Your lifestyle is what creates the imbalances. You know, especially for women, like we see a lot of women. Um, I believe I was looking at some um, some stats the other day, and every one in five females have some form of thyroid dysfunction. And I was like, mm. wow. That's a lot. But again, yeah, but think about like females, like what, what your typical female does. You know, they're always trying to diet. There's a crash diet. There's this diet their girlfriend started, so they're doing it too. Or, hey, let's go do, you know, let's go do CrossFit. You know, let's let's kill ourselves and, and do it five, six days a week and not recover. You know, all of these things are, are a contributing factor because – a lot of it comes from just the chronic buildup of, of stress, you know, like with cortisol, cortisol is not a bad hormone. I know it gets a really bad rep. It's not a bad hormone. We need it to live. But the issue is, is when it's when the adrenals lose resiliency and the next thing you know, it's like cortisol's low. So like it's a normal thing for a lot of individuals. You know, all of that stuff's just, it's brought on through not managing the cortisol and just letting it just continue, like continuously build up, build up, build up. And um, it's kind of funny, like since we're on the topic of cortisol is I actually had a conversation with one of my clients the other day and it was kind of like a mind blow moment for me where she was like, well, I don't really understand. And I think that stress is just something like, oh, hey, I got a divorce or, hey, I'm injured or, hey, something happened in my life. And it's just more of a mental stress. But it's like stress is far more than just mental. It's, you know, it's putting ourselves in a caloric deficit. That is a stress plus energy output or, you know, less calories in, more calories out. Those things are stressors. And if you're chronically living that life or chronically dieting, working out, you know, killing the cardio, not getting enough sleep, you're setting yourself up 
to you. It, it will catch up with you. That's the thing. Like I always say to clients, if you're not getting enough sleep, let's cut back on the training because there's no point compounding the fact that you're not getting any sleep with men having to try and bust your ass at the gym because you just add more more stress. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like it, it's like a stress on top of a stress on top of a stress, and it's like, well, if you're not doing like something simple as sleep, then yeah, we we gotta remove something, you know, to make up for that. I mean, you definitely want to encourage the sleep, you know, for for sure, <laughs> you know. But and I know you do, but it's just like like people. I guess it's like it's not like a. I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth, but it's like it's not it's not like a trade off. But it it kind of is a trade off. Like I I see like both sides of like what you're saying with that. Yeah, it's, it's a case of like there's no point compounding when you're already stressed. So for instance, people got very stressful life at the moment, so they're not sleeping. Then trying to do be in a calorie deficit, get all their training sessions in. You know, something's got to give. And yeah, you know, what do we have control most control over? Which is our output. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing we can control most of all, you know, apart from obviously, you know, calories in, you know, because, you know, a lot of the time sleep, we can put things in place to sleep, but when you're chronically stressed, it can be a little bit out of reach, a little bit. So let's start controlling the factors we can control mm -hmm. to, to optimize the other bits. But not, yeah. not when your favorite influencer says sleep is for the weak, man. Yeah, no, no days off. Teams, no days off. No oh, days off, man. Well, no. I think, I think women, women are the worst because, like, we want to do it all. And, you know, then, then you know, there's other people saying, like, oh, women have better recovery. And I guess, yes, yeah. some do, perhaps. Uh, I found, like, I've tried to train five days a week. I just can't recover. It doesn't work for me. But, you know, that's all put out there. And I, I must say, most of the women I see on IG do five to six days a week. And it that's just kind of the norm. And then, you know, you're supposed to be a wife. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to work yeah. as well. And, and, yeah, like you said, Taryn, you know, your girlfriend's doing this diet. And they're like, oh, yeah. Or hubby's doing keto. And they're like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just join him. And it's like... <laughs> You know, we, we are very different, and uh, and I think, uh, you know, for women, the hardest thing ever is to pull back. You know, it well, just goes yeah, against everything. Thing, it's beyond that, it's like, I had a, uh, one of my clients this week, her kids were really ill. She's looking after it, and she's messaging me, going, I'm really sorry I haven't checked in. She's getting really panicked about not checking in. I was like, don't even worry about checking. Sort your kids out. Sort yourself out. I know, life, life in happens. Check in the week when you're settled. It's relaxed. Yeah, she's getting stressed about not checking in. I like, I don't want to be an extra stress. On top of all your other stress. Don't worry about me. Oh, we can get to that, you know? Exactly, yeah. I mean, even with, like, uh, like if, like, with client check-ins, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, look, this should be a stress relief for yeah, you. Yeah. Not, like, oh, my gosh, and just, you know... The world is crumbling around them, like with a check-in, and like if you know you look like the client looks forward to because you're kind of giving them like that peace of mind or giving yeah. him giving. We need to calm down. Like it's going to be okay because for some clients, it's like one of these things where it's like our minds are our biggest enemy. Where it's like 
the problem in our mind is like this big, but then it's like when you tell like your coach about it or, you know, someone else about it, it's like in all actuality, the problem is really only this big. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's why I was like, calm down, like check in with your coach because they can, they can make that problem that you think is this big, you know, be that big for you. Yeah. You, you did um, such a great post. I think it was yesterday. Like, just, you know, get the basics right first. And, you know, we're, we're all, I think we all always just say that because, you know, if you get those right, it has a, you know, if you can work on your cortisol, if you can work on your sleep, you know, it has positive knock-on effects, you know, to whatever imbalance that you might think you have. Um, so can you take us through your basics? Like if, even if someone thinks they've got an imbalance, like, first of all, what basics would you put in place? And then if they still think they have it, I guess, you know, if they can test, but uh, have you got any other sort of protocols sort of beyond the basics that you would suggest? Um, so, okay. So, well, first off, I guess, like, let's, let's address like what, what are the basics? again kind of like a hard truth here it's it's like one of these things where it's like sometimes you have those individuals where it's like they can't even be consistent you know following a diet they don't prioritize movement they're just like a stress ball like they can't manage the stress and or they're not um they're not having a daily bowel movement you know you need to tackle those and master that first before like you can do anything else and i find like people who maybe they don't have that stuff mastered you know they want to point their finger at well i have a hormone imbalance i know it because i'm not using weight and it's like no honey you just you're just not consistent in what you're doing and you're stressing out and all of these other things so you know if i have someone that comes to me and they're like hey i think i have a hormone issue well it's like 99% of the time, or let's say like 90% of the time, you know, they will have labs. So it's like, I, I can validate like, yes, there's something going on or, or no, there's not, you're just not consistent. Um, but most of my people like who come to me, like with hormonal issues, like they genuinely do understand that they, they have an issue. Or just like, hey, I can't lose weight. Like, I think there's something going on with my thyroid, this or that, this or that, this or that. You know, I ask these questions. Well, how's your diet? You know, what have you been doing? You know, how's how's your sleep? How's this? How's that? And there's all is missing. And it's like, we have to work on that first, you know, before hormone issue. Because sometimes there isn't. It's just their lack of adherence and they again they don't want to take the blame so it's like they got to point it you know to something else and that's the problem like mm-hmm. it's not me it's there's, there's something going on inside of you yeah. that's the thing i think because there's a lot more information now out on social media which is great but i also people do look for it as a as an excuse and sometimes you know I've had people come to me and say, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I'm starting to lose weight. I think it, it could be my hormones. It could be this, that, the other. I'm like, well... It's never done. <laughs> it's like, realistically, you know, for a period of time, not just a week, because people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was really consistent last week. I was like, well, well done. 
to see the the women's book volume mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Love Lyle McDonald. Like I remember listening to one of his podcasts, and he was saying too, like for these for women specifically who are stressing out or they they hit this plaguing progress. Like what he recommends, and I know this sounds like super crazy. I mean, I wouldn't go this route, but I get. <laughs> I tell women is if you're not making progress, you know, with your caloric deficit, smoke weed, have sex, eat food. And he's like, that'll do the job. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. That's amazing. Yeah, but but it's all things to make you calm down and make you to this and you think you do have a hormonal imbalance you've got to be very honest and look at your life and be like you know as Tara as you said oh you've cut out carbs or you're doing really low carb you know look at your training if you're doing crossfit five times a week or if you're doing sort of normal bodybuilding type training but you're doing a lot of hit you know you're gonna have to pull that back because you know being in a deficit and that training are stresses on your body so you know you could just pull those back for a while and see if that helps you um and then i guess i mean we can obviously we can get tests done here um so i i mean this might be just a good place to kind of wrap up taryn like what i know you have specific labs that you like run and like of the labs that i've seen run here they are (laughs) Mm-hmm. basic um and Extremely and basic. i guess you know people don't know what to ask for because like yeah the few ones i've seen i think i've sent you a few you're like well this this is not showing me anything like i cannot help you with that you know so could you just run through quickly kind of the, the labs that you like run and then i mean we'll also write that in the show show notes for anyone listening I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> Show notes. Podcast notes. So when it like when it comes to females versus males getting panels done, um, the biggest thing for a female is the timing. She wants to get her panels ran on day twenty one of the menstrual because that's when progesterone is supposed to 
to, to peak. Um, and that can also give you an idea of, well, how high progesterone is going, you know, is there estrogen dominance going on in terms of relative estrogen dominance or, you know, even frame, but that's just really to be dependent upon the, the estrogen within itself. But in terms of labs, so with sex hormones, um, you want to get done estrone, progesterone, free testosterone, total testosterone. Um, I think that's all for, for sex hormones. Um, you kind of put me on um, But also too, like for, for males, you know, some other things that, you know, they can get ranted to add into that would be, um, you know, DHT because obviously that's, you know, important in terms of how testosterone is converting. Um, especially if you have a male that like, let's say is on, you know, some like, like TRT, like, uh, testosterone therapy, like that's important to look at there too. Um, now in terms of thyroid hormones, um, it would be TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, TPO and TGAB. And then just like some miscellaneous health markers, like, because there are some things within the health markers that also can tell us like, okay, you know, we need to cure, you know, things like that. But, um, a complete metabolic panel would be good because, you know, that's going to cover things like AST, ALT. Those are the liver enzymes that you want to look at that can tell us how the pathways of the liver are functioning. Um, Another thing is a um, complete blood, uh, complete blood count or C- CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is showing us, you know, just like different, like different types of blood cells and things like that. Those are good to look at. And then, typically, if you see something that's off within this the CBC, I always typically either re- I refer them out to a doctor just mm-hmm. because it's like that's that's out of my scope. I, I can't I, I can't really do anything. Like we can look into it but I don't do anything the other miscellaneous ones would be vitamin vitamin D of course that's a really important marker to have um, cortisol um, a lipid panel would be important to get ran and then let's see lipid cortisol and then insulin another good one to look at so that that's your complete panel um, and you want to try to get all of them done together instead of just like, oh, I just want to get thyroid done or, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to get sex hormones yeah. done because they all intertwine with one another because our bodies, they don't work independent of each other. So if someone's having, you know, check your sex hormones because if a woman's estrogen dominant, it can cause thyroid to downregulate. So rather than just looking at thyroid and like, here, take thyroid med, you know, and maybe it's not helping or or something's going on, you haven't really looked at the bigger picture to, to figure out, well, what's the root cause of what's going on? Yeah, I would say for Kenya, yeah, because I know my blood, the blood panels I get done in the UK costs like, 200 pounds is about 300 dollars ish in kenya mm. the same blood pounds cost 500 dollars yeah. more right so yeah that's like everything so i get you know but i would say my advice to people in kenya is 
if you can get some of those tests on your medical insurance, do that. Get the ones on your medical insurance. Tick them off which ones you can do. But at the same time, pay privately to have the other ones. So you're actually only paying them for, say, half the tests, and the other half you're pushing onto insurance. That way, yeah, it will save you a bit of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, because I'm having a meeting tomorrow actually with a company that comes to your house and takes your blood. And they do, they do everything that you ask for, Taryn. They have to send reverse T3 and DHT to South Africa. They can't test that here. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, and I'm going to talk with them because they're going to, they work with some local insurance companies, which would be great. I don't think many insurance companies cover sex hormones. I think they cover like that, you know, your, your blood count, they'll cover thyroid, lipid panel, they'll cover that, but their sex hormones, they won't. But you know, like Andy said, you can pay out of pocket for those and that's not going to, yeah. to beggar you. Um, so that, that would be really awesome yeah, if, you know, we can do that here because, you, you know. I, um, I, there is a company that did, was going to do all my blood. So we did took all my blood. Funny story, I, you know. She, I don't know what she did, she hit the room and they ended up spraying blood everywhere. She had to take blood out of the other wrist. And I was like, I do it, when I take my own blood, I do it better than this. <laughs> and I, I do it left-handed, I'm right-handed, I'm still better than you. <laughs> the blood's off in South Africa, and on the way we got somehow destroyed. <laughs> we went money. Oh, how much do I do that? Like, it's so annoying. Did they refund you? As well. I hope so you added big. <laughs> it hit me back, luckily, but I was like, just the fact that you put pins in me, but I can't even get the results. <laughs> that's yeah, that's 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 really terrible. Well, I I don't know, you know, maybe we'll have to trial ourselves first with this company and see if the blood makes it to, to yeah, South Africa. Um, because they, they I mean, sound good, yeah, no, they sound really it's, good. They yeah. work with them, Lancet. Um, so yeah, I think. You know, the more, you know, the more I've had, you know, sessions with you, Taryn, it's like, you really need that. You need that yeah. blood work in front of you to actually, you know, to help someone. Like, you can look at the signs and symptoms, but, you know, it, it could be so many things. You don't know, you don't know exactly what it is. I mean, you can still help, of course, but having that blood work done, I think it's, it just, yeah. As we discussed before, you can find stuff you didn't know and you weren't even looking for. It's been like when <laughs> I first had my blood, I found my... Hereditary blood glucose issue. I yeah, ended up doing a, yeah. doing a DNA test and find out I've got a hereditary blood glucose issue. But as I found, because Dr. Dean was looking at my full blood panels, he goes, Oh, there's something wrong with your T3 cells or whatever it was, because this is happening, that's happening, which is affecting your SHBG levels, yeah. you know. And then we worked back from high SHBG, you know, you know and then we worked back to that eventually. And that's another thing to add to the list too is SHBG. Oh, that's right. Okay, because yeah, because that's something that you don't typically see on panels, yeah. but it tells you a lot of like what's binding. You know, mm -hmm. is like it's it's either going to be like estrogen or testosterone is is the ones that are either bound or unbound. Mm -hmm. So that would be another one to add to the the hormone panel list. Yeah, I can't remember if they do SHGB. I'll have to I'll have to check with them. I think well, you know they, they often do it, like for men they will usually do yeah. it because I don't know so yeah. much for women because with men it's important to work out your free test from your 
total test, because then you compare that to SHBG. So in men's panels, SHBG is usually yeah. In women's panels, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, it's ideal to have it there, but I don't know if it's Well, I think, like, for, for, I mean, it's good to look at it. I mean, if you have a woman who, like, who's on HRT, you know, who's on, you know, testosterone, like, for example, like, I'm on, I'm on hormone replacement therapy for, for testosterone and, um, but, you know, for SHBG, for like a, a female who, let's say she's not on, you know, hormone replacement therapy or any kind of therapeutic, you know, things like that, it's still important, I think, to look at SHBG because if she has a low, low free testosterone, you know, you can look at that and you can be like, uh, okay, I see yeah. why it's because a lot of the free test is, is bound or, yeah. you know, there's more estrogen that isn't bound. That's maybe driving up, you know, her, her estradiol or, you know, estrone or, you know, things like that. So I think it's definitely, it's a genders in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we have listeners, I think in the States as well. And I know you use, is it Life Extension in the States? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, Life Extension. Okay, so, well, we'll put that in the show notes too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm in the process of working with a company called um, Evexia. Um, and the cool thing is with them, like, it's it's here in the States. Like, I don't know if, like, you got, um, what what it is is basically it's like you know i'm cherry picking the lab mm. run and we just go through that company you know and they you know the clients pay sending them the bill because i'm paying for it or you know they pay for it and charge like a they're charged like an extra five the beauty of it is, is like I can pick exactly what labs like I want to look at, and then you know write it, write it off, and then send it off to them, and they take it to a, a lab core over here and get blood drawn, and you know there we go. So I can look at specific things based mm-hmm. upon you know what may be going on with them or things mm-hmm. that I want to see if they improved or not. That's that's amazing. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope I hope. Yeah, no, I. That's like what I told you, Clea. I was like, man, if I was super rich, I would create something where it's like it's international in terms of like everybody has access to this because it's it's important for all human beings, you know, to to get blood work done. I mean, fitness or if you're not, you know, you're still a human being and everyone needs to have that kind of access. So if I ever hit the lottery one day and I become a multi-millionaire or a billionaire, I'm creating just that. So I'm putting it nationwide. Yeah, don't shop, Tank. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be so great, wouldn't it? Like it should just be a standard thing. Because I mean, I think Leon, you sent some of the the tests to one of your clients to run, and the hospital was like, "What yeah. is this?" Yeah, they, 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 they had no idea. Like, I had to go through Lancet to find out. Lancet can do most, but they have different packs and you have to bump packs together. Yeah. So you got to do like a health and wellness pack. It does you know, lipids and then you got to bolt on your men's sex pack. That's why the cost gets up to $500. Ah, yeah. But each pack's got like, you know, $100, $100. 
No, this guy's had no idea, like, re like, like, serious, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, who the hell gave you this? What does he do? Yeah, it should just be... And again, like, I've had a few clients who, who I think I told you, Taryn, like, oh, I've been diagnosed with PCOS, and, they, and they've just had, um, like, their LH tested. And you're like, and you're basing that off one you know thing it's yeah it's, it's not thorough at all you know, there, there's there's Sadly. a long way to go um but so if you have listened and you have done your blood work you can have a consultation with taryn um and all her information will be in the show notes <laughs> so you can contact her um but you will need your blood work um for that well the list is there the, and the list will be there for you to do and if i have a successful meeting with this uh, company that will definitely be on the uh, social media um but yeah thank you so much taryn for coming on again so interesting um i'm just thinking there's a birth control would be just another whole entire podcast to talk about <laughs> as would Picos. Um, it lights a fire in my soul, let me tell you. <laughs> I think it's it's so needed. Like I did a poll the other day on my Instagram and like so many women were on it, but they said like the majority of them weren't told why. Um, you know, and had been on it for ten plus years and just you know, all the horror stories that come out when you do polls sometimes <laughs> and it was just like wow, there's uh, yeah but maybe we'll have to yeah that will be another episode but um yeah <laughs> thanks for taking the time out to talk to us this is really interesting and i don't know any any final words um i guess try to think because i know we talked about a lot of things here but i would just say that you know if you're experiencing like some some negative symptoms, you know, don't sit there and suffer, you know, don't like, I, I like to refer to women as like the silent sufferers, you know, because like kind of reflecting back to what, you know, we were saying about like the menstrual cycle and some females just have it horribly, you know, if, if those like negative signs and symptoms that, you know, I went over, that's your body's way of telling you something, you need to listen to it, you know, don't, don't ignore it or don't be like, oh, well, I'm a woman. That's just how, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. That's just how it is. It's like, no, it's not how it is. Everyone deserves to live, you know, a healthy, you know, healthy quality life. Yeah. And you're in control of your health. And I just, you need to know what to look for, number one. And you need to know, like, what resources or who's out there that can help you navigate. I, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. So listen to your body. Don't ignore it. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Gentlemen? No, nothing much to say. More, more, I guess just more conversations among men and their daughters. And so their you don't go down the aisle of death. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Isle of Death. just need to feel more comfortable about asking female clients about menstruation. Yeah. That's yeah, but yeah, yeah, I guess times are changing now with uh, men. Uh, I mean, Andy has a daughter, so yeah, I 
I just it's always fun because when I meet with my pops, I we always uh, remind him that, and uh, we we laugh about it now. But, <laughs> but I don't yeah, I don't I don't want to know about lots of stuff. But tell me about if you start your period. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I get spruced. Just don't want to know about boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more conversations. I like it. Yeah. We will have many more. Yep. Definitely. And on that note, we will see you in the next episode.